You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the flying bridge methodology. That is what you should be checking in the e-commerce site daily, weekly, monthly and quarterly. This is going to be a multi-part podcast and this first episode goes into what we should be checking daily and what we should be reacting to on a day-to-day basis. We'll go through the other parts of the Flying Bridge in some of the other podcasts following up. So uh, let's get started. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Good afternoon. Yes, it is I. How are you? I'm all right. It's um, we had a long weekend, so it's uh, it was a bit of a shock this morning when you ran me up and said we're doing a podcast and I'm still in bed. I was like, oh, gotta get out of bed, <laughs> do all the stuff. I knew it's it, the trouble is with long uh, long weekends and the weeks is that you just look at the week and it just everything just gets shoved into into like Tuesday and and like that. So today is just crazy, crazy busy compared to normal. That's uh, that's all. That's mm. all. Um, right, podcast. We're doing a podcast today on well, it's part of the, the what we call the flying bridge methodology. So, the flying bridge methodology is something we teach um, our groups and our, our coaching clients as a way to manage your e-commerce business. And, and and it's a fancy name, but basically it means you know on a bridge um, on a ship. A big ship has a flying bridge which kind of sticks out the side or sticks out the front and it's called a flying bridge. We, we, we call this uh, uh, process of managing e-commerce like the, the, uh, the flying bridge process. But really it just it, it delves into what things you are monitoring on your site on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis and maybe 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 yearly. And so today we thought we'd go through. I think it, it's a big topic. Um um, we thought we'd, we'd split it up, and we do today. We probably do uh, at least daily, and, and and maybe even weekly, depending on how far we get. Um, do you want to add anything to that, Ian? Um, yes, i I think that I think the flying bridge is one of the one of the best things that, well, personally, one of the best tools that we've ever created for our own e-commerce brand, and the reason it's so useful is because it's a it's a philosophy more than anything um because without the structure of the flying bridge methods you know you you're all over the place and there's like a, there's a there's, in any business there's an overwhelming compulsion to do everything all over the place and you mm. drift around and you do a bit of everything scattergun and you're looking at this you're looking at that and you're obsessed with this you're obsessed with that and you sort of you got you you've got your finger in so many different pies, and and to be honest, you're probably not doing anything particularly well, and you're just going around. And I think that's so typical of so many business owners, um, and it's and I think even more so for e-commerce because this it's such an industry that's that's you know publicised. People talk. There's so many people have an opinion of what you should and shouldn't be doing, and you know. And this, and everybody thinks it's all one size fits all. So, um, I think it's, I think it's huge. I think it's half the, 
half the half battle. The battle. Not even half. Yeah. I think it's more. Yeah. I think it's more than that. I mean, it came back. The, fl the flying boat from Mark and I came back because we were looking at so many e-commerce businesses all the time that we had to have a method to know whether or not we could scale it um, and what we needed to look at. And, 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 and also because when we were chatting to e-commerce owners, they would, um, they would quite happily reel off hours of conversation about everything and everything um, mm. that was going on in the business. And to be honest, we needed to cut through that. Um, not that their opinion wasn't important, <laughs> but they were asking us, what to do and in order to know what to do we had to have a consistent method to be able to see the wood for the trees and um and when we've what i would say the, the other thing is when we've had when we've been chatting to e-commerce businesses that they tend to um they tend to gravitate towards what's making the most noise and think that that's the most important thing so all they gravitate to the things that they think are complicated and they gravitate to things that that make the most noise and one of the things that makes the most noise is is often the customer service team mm. and the problem with that is that the the a, a disgruntled customer or a, or a a customer service team can often have a, a disproportionately loud voice in the business and yeah. actually you know it could be the worst thing that you could do to listen to that one disgruntled customer instead of thinking about the 999 of customers that, that, that we knew this this month they were quite happy and mm. uh, so you have to have a method for knowing what to look at and the, the second thing i'd say is that um you f tend to find that p when people look at data you get obsessed with data and they look at it in it, like intensely for a week and then, then they never never look at it again yeah um and so it's kind of like all or nothing. So, you know, so when they do look at data, they look at it um, for a week and don't do anything else. And then they don't look at it again. And so that's obviously not right either. So the flying bridge essentially is, is a, it is more than just data. It is a way of running an e-commerce brand. It is a philosophy and I'm super proud of it. And, I, and the reason why I wanted to talk about it today because A, I find it interesting, which normally means it's stuff that moves the needle. It's, re it's, re it's relevant for everybody. And you did a workshop about the new Flying Bridge method. And I listened to it on Sunday when I was walking the dock. <laughs> and it was a recording that you did. And I just, I was just listening. I'm, I'm going to blow, I'm going to, I'm going to blow, what's the word? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to big you up here. Smoke Blow up smoke up your ass. That's what I love. Where's I don't that? know where's, where's that, that phrase come from? from? Why do people say we're gonna blow smoke? It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it must it must be there somewhere. Anyway, I was listening to it and I thought, you know what? It's really it's great. It's a lovely philosophy because it stops you drifting around. And I, I mean how we obviously need to tell people what it is. How does it, how, where do we start? Yeah. What do we do? So the reason I redid it recently um, last week for the level two is because I everything's moved over to G4, Google Analytics 4, and we used to run a lot of it from GA3. And so um, I found GA4 quite difficult to kind of get the reports out. So I built 
um, the reports I love in, it. Go- in Google I don't know Sheets. What you're talking about. <laughs> in Google Sheets. I just don't think you understand Just to pull it. out the most important things. <laughs> and the thing was, what was interesting for me is that, you know, even though we created this process and we're running our own businesses, I was looking at, I used one of our businesses as an example. And as I pulled out the information, I was like, oh my God, why am I not looking at that? That landing page is getting so much more traffic than the other ones and it's got a high bounce rate. Why, why is that not getting my attention? It would just... It just even as I was doing the presentation, it was pulling my attention to yeah. important, important things. So the, um, the 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 first one is obviously is obviously daily. So um, I'm pretty sure you know what we look at daily. There's two reports. Do you want to introduce the one, the famous one? Yeah, the first one is the drop by drop report. Yeah, yeah. So the drop by drop report is. Essentially, um, it, it simplifies things down because you've done your work, you've done your homework, you know what margin you can recruit customers at, and effectively, it, it's going to tell you how fast you can go and where you are at the moment. So, it, just just an example that we're about to come into what what we're calling Black Friday month next month, and we know exactly what customer recruitment ROAS we want to hit for that month and literally before this call i was just talking to a couple of the founders in in one of our e-commerce sites and say well what 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 do we want to do this this month do we want to you know keep the google spend roughly the same and go and make profit or do we want to maintain the recruitment roas and go and get as many sales as, as possible and, and the answer was back maintain the recruitment roas and get as many sales as you can go and go and recruit so you know, therefore, you know, if I'm trying to hit a a, a 300% recruitment ROAS each day uh, over Black Friday, I can use a drop by drop report, which effectively is how much have I spent on um, uh, front end ads, so Google, Facebook, whatever we're using on front end, and how many what's the value of new customers I've recruited across all channels, and as long as that is within my limits tolerances. Then I can increase I can increase spend or need to decrease spend. So super important. We're looking at those uh, pretty much each day. It's a glance, you know. It's not I'm not pouring over it. I'm just looking at it very easily. It's an accessible place. Looking at the drop by drop, and I'm going, yep, this is where we are. This is what we want to do. And one bad day does not um, shouldn't. I mean, the, the, the worst people. That, that we've worked with and the worst businesses we've been in is when we've been obsessed with the daily figures. The daily figures, if you are have a bad day and that means that you email your agencies or, or you kind of go into a pit of despair, probably means you're doing something wrong because ultimately um, the, the results are always lumpy. You, you always get lumpy mm. results. So on the drop by drop, what we do is we, we, we run a, a moving average the moving average is the um, like the average recruitment ROAS over a set number of days, and the set number of days is going to be dictated by how long your sales cycle is. So if you've got a sales cycle selling bedding, for example, it's probably only like four days. Is your your all your data is going to be in four days? But if you're selling sofas um, uh, or or luxury handbags, your your sales cycle is probably going to be 28 days at least, mm. at the very least. Um, and so if you made a decision on luxury handbags to change the, the budget after one bad day, it'd be done because effectively yeah. that, that doesn't, and you know, I think it's not the trend. Like I'm going to say like the, the philosophy, the reason why 
we look at the drop by drop report every day is because it's this it's this, it's probably the one thing that you can do every day that makes a massive difference to the business because um you know in the olden days with advertising when you you know if you're running like you know a tv ad or a you know a, a, a you know something in the newspapers or you know in a magazine you know a direct mail drop or a you know you, mm. You know, it, it was all stuff that you had to figure out way in advance. You had to plan it. And once it was committed, you know, you couldn't change it. Like if you're going to go and do a, you know, a 200,000, you know, brochure drop, you know, you can't, you can't just go, no, oh, I'm going to go and add another 10,000 today. Like mm. it, it doesn't work like that. You know, you, you've got to, it's all, it's set and forget. Like if you get it right, you get it wrong. You've got nothing. Whereas when it comes to online, you can literally make that decision every day you can make the decision of whether or not you're going to advertise harder um or you're going to or you're going to soften it based on performance so if you're run, running a you know a really aggressive sale promotion and your your you know your recruitment ROAS goes up you know so it becomes cheaper to recruit a customer yeah you might as well spend more and you know that's why we look at it every day because Really, when we're talking about return on ad spend, what we're really saying is how much does it cost to acquire a customer? So when mm -hmm. it's cheap to acquire a customer because of either something that you're doing in terms of a promotional activity or something that the market's doing, like the run-up to Christmas or something that a competitor's doing like in, in your market, like they've come off sale, you know, or they've got no stock or, you know, or, or whatever. There's like so many factors um, that 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 will influence a conversion rate. That's 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 not just what you're doing, and it, it fluctuates. The when a conversion rate goes up and down, effectively, it makes it more expensive or less expensive to recruit a customer. So you know when it's cheap, you obviously want to push the pedal harder. And we mm -hmm. we talked about the drop by drop daily report as like the speedometer of the business. It's like how fast you're going. You know, so, you know, let, so obviously there's a step back behind this, which is understanding what your ROAS should be, which is a whole different podcast, which is we've got, yes. which is the margin calculator. But, you know, the drop by drop report is telling you, right, okay, you're currently traveling at 50 miles an hour on the motorway, whereas actually you could be going at 70 miles an hour. And, and obviously your speed fluctuates as you go. So, like, if you're not looking at the drop by drop every day, and I think, to be honest, that's, that's the thing that I that's my go-to like i whenever the first thing i do when i'm with an econ brand whether it's our brand one of our brands or it's another it's someone else in the in the groups i say pull up your drop by drop report let's have a look i want to see the, i want to see mm. the last 30 days i want to see the averages over over that period and you know it, it, you know and often the conversation comes i also say which isn't what we'd look at every day but i often say to people what would you have to do to double your ad budget like how could you double your spend what what would have to change and that obviously comes into a whole nother conversation but yeah i mean i'm i'm rabbiting on now but you know that 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 drop by drop report daily is is you know so much in it because mm. it's the tip of the iceberg really isn't it and it's also like if you know with our own brands to be honest if we're hitting our targets and we're in we are within our um, new customer ROAS tolerance. I'm, don't leave it alone. I'm not. I'm. You know. I'm happy. Yeah. Don't and care. I think. I think you know also. 
also you, you start to learn how that the business this business operates and you get an intuitive feel for it like for example when i know you're going to send an email at the weekend i know what it's going to go to i know whether to be nervous about the spend or not nervous about the spend coming into that weekend i also know how things change whether the trend is kind of feels right or feels wrong and where we're moving and, and you start to kind of get a feel for the business from the drop by drop and it's it, it that's what you really need because it, once you get a feel for the business you then understand where, where you're going to be, what you need to do, and 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 how it's going to move. And and like just looking at it over year, year on year, for example, I can see this one particular business that I'm running. Last year, you know, the the recruitment role was, was we had to hit about 2.5 to recruit, and it was really hard to do. And then like this year, we got more traction, we got more customers, we got more testimonials. It's much easier to hit a three. And so that gives you confidence over time. You just say, this business is getting easier. This is this is interesting. This is where it's going to go. And it tells you whether it's got legs or whether you've seen the opposite. You know, it's, it's dropping. You know you've got to do something about it. And yeah. so really, it's it's your, um, it's your it's your dashboard that you look at that is, is, is basically the health of the business. Now, of course, you get your sums wrong and you can get your margin calculator sheet wrong and you can kind of recruit at the too lower ROAS, but obviously that means you haven't done your homework right um, in, in, in times in, in terms of everything. Um, the other dashboard we look at on a daily basis is um, it's, it's, a, it's a Google Data Studio dashboard um, that we do for everybody on our programs, but just simply you can create one yourself. It's the daily ads basket rate, the daily basket to order rate, um, and um, basically how the, the the average order value in sessions are traveling over time. So essentially what we want to look at um, is those two key metrics, the ads basket rate and basket order rate over time, just to see how they're, how they're trending and see how they're affecting. And, and at the beginning, it's a little bit like looking at lots of dots on a screen, but as you start looking at them, you start realizing how they interact and, and, and what they sit at. So, you know, if you've got a very low add to basket rate for a period of time, you know, that then tells you you need to do something about it. Let's say you're, let's say your drop by drop is not hitting what you want to hit. The next step is then to go and look at the add to basket rate, basket to order rate and your average order value and see what's going on with it. And then you go, well, my add to basket rate is really low at the moment. It's normally, you know, it's normally 12 and it's at the moment it's, it's six something's weirds going on and then you dive into you know where's that traffic landing and what could we do about it so mm. it's kind of that start of I think that conversation I, I think it's useful to do that because you know you love you know either it depends on the size of you but you'll have a team you might you might have an internal team ecom team or you or you have an agency doing various bits and you know the the they're changing stuff quite often and it might be that mm. the, you know adding out you might be adding apps you might be you know to if it's on shopify you'd be adding apps possibly yourself you're on magento you'll have a you know a team of people shoveling coal in it you know mm. to keep it going and um, if you don't put enough coal it'll it'll fall over you know yeah. i'm being silly i'm being silly but i'm basically saying that there's the um you know there's stuff that's moving and actually you know, you need you do need to know what impact that's having. But I mean, I have to say, you know, the the thing that I daily I check daily would be the the drop by drop report. I check the sales. I check sales. And I check the drop by drop report. Yeah. You know, because that's that I always find that's you know. Yeah, you do. I mean, only if you're on Shopify, you're on the app, aren't you? Yeah, and, and you get your pings, and you go and have a look, and you go, oh, that's a decent day, or that's where we are. And 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 then the, the second thing is is to go and look at drop by drop. So it's always the sales and the drop by drop. 
that we're looking at each day and then we're having a discussion about it and and usually there's there's usually with every business there's a whatsapp group of the top management that we're talking to where we kind of make those kind of high level decisions on on what's happening what's going on and it's yeah. kind of like diving into things and, and usually you can find that there's usually an obvious reason why why we're not hitting on rise it's usually stock levels it's like why haven't you got that stock and so it, it's um you know that might be something that we add slightly later on is you know key stock items for certain businesses because you can see in a lot of businesses that 80% of sales come from 20% of the products. And if, if one of those 20%, even even like 5% drive 50% of the sales. So if you've got those, and Shopify calls them kind of class A products, doesn't it? It's got these A, B, C products. Yeah. And um, you know if, if any of your A products are out of stock, kind of want to know about it. And so that's something I might bring into the, day, uh, into yeah. the flying bridge. Um, uh, once we've worked out how to pull that into in, into Google Sheets, because it's that important. And like a lot of the time, when you've been talking to me about what's going on, we've got another look and we go, oh, yeah, we're out of white sheets. And it's like, well, what mm. do we sell? Predominantly white sheets, you know. So um, it, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. And it's just yeah. – it's, you stop having stupid conversations. You go, if you don't know that, you kind of go, oh, it's the checkout. It's definitely the checkout. People are going off the checkout. It's like, no, it's because we haven't got any white sheets. It just becomes a lot simpler. Well, there's a, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the philosophy of it really is that, you know, if something is down, you, then you know you know what trail to follow. You're not you're not floundering around trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, a, me- there's a method of discovering you know why something might be down you know, check this check this check this and then the answer mm. the answer was is invariably in in that mm. in that process do do you want to do weekly now or should we do that on a different podcast because obviously weekly's got quite a bit in it um what do you think we yeah. should have a go what do you, what do you reckon well um well we've been going for 20 20 minutes yeah I mean, you can you i'm quite happy to do a part one part two part three or or yeah. maybe make up how many parts we can we've we decide <laughs> well let's do let's let i mean let's see if we can think because i think we'll stick on the daily stuff and we'll do weekly next yeah. next week and that makes okay. sense um and just kind of like running the business day to day i think that's kind of key because i think that a lot of the time you can overthink the business and you can you you can like particularly when things are going badly you the the, the danger is that you move things so quickly that nothing ever gets a chance to understand what's what uh, whether it's right. So, for example, you, you, if you have one bad day and you react to it badly by pulling the ads that did badly that day and launching new ads, and those ads are never going to learn. You're never going to be able to see whether they are actually the good ads, whether it was a bad day just for the market or it's a bad day for you. And you get this in, you get into a spiral of despair basically because everything you try doesn't seem to work. And you don't give it long enough to uh, long enough to actually see. So, for example, like on um, using VWO for a split test at the moment, and I'm split testing different taglines for one of the sites. And if I go and have a look at it whilst we're talking, um, it, it's 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 moved around. There's about five, there's yeah, there's about five different variants, including the control, and. The different ones have moved around all over the place over the, over the first one. The control was doing better and then the other ones. And it needs um, – it's still got um, another 20 days yesterday to, to, before it's going to let me have a, have a, a, a confident result or, or a proven result. Having said that, just looking at it now, one of them is doing a lot, lot better. Um, so the control over the, the time period, which has been 
since October the 13th to October 23rd. The control's done uh, £20,000, and the best uh, tagline has done £24,000, which is, you know, it's not bad, is it? over mm. this period but it's still we're still not not confident but it gives it just goes to show the point i'm trying to make make is effectively you need time in the market to understand the impact of the decisions you're making and so if you have a bad day and you freak out and the trouble is it let's say let's say you've got an agency running your ads and every time you, ha- you have a bad day you you jump on them and you kind of, you know, or even your internal team, or even yourself, and you make big changes in the account, it's a bit like having a small rowing boat, and every time something doesn't go wrong, you're kind of rocking the boat, rocking the boat. And really the people that do the best are the ones that kind of set the strategy and test it and then move on over a period of time, particularly over the sales cycle. So if your sales cycle is 28 days, then you really shouldn't be making too many changes that, that don't last for 28 days. If your sales cycle is five days, you can obviously change things a little bit shorter. Um, and also the volume of sales that you get. I mean, if your sales slow down, you know, um, ironically, that, that you can move, you can make less less changes because you've got less data. Um, whereas if your sales are going really well, you can make more changes because yeah. you're getting more data. So, but, for example, Black Friday, you can make a lot more changes because the volume is there. Yeah. In fact, those those questions came up with me last week, and it might be useful just to say because you 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 also said this before that you know if you're going to try to increase your budget, let's say you know you you do the exercise, you look at your drop, your daily drop by drop, and you say, okay, we you know we we are recruiting new customers for a six times return on ad spend, so six you know six six hundred percent ROAS, and you might say, you know, I'm I'm happy to to, to go down to a Let's let's argument say you want to be really aggressive. You want to go to a three times row. That's three hundred percent. You know how quick can you make that decision? You know you can't. You know would you go straight to three? And and you were generally saying, well, it depends on if you really if you, if it's in a busy period for you. So you say, let's say you you know in a normal week you might do a thousand orders, but maybe in your busy period you might be doing a thousand orders in a weekend. Um, you know, so you're doing like you know 500 orders a day as opposed to a thousand a week. You know, you can increase the budget more quickly in those busy periods because mm. the, Google's got more data. Google or Meta have both got um, have got more data over a shorter period of time, so you can increase it in yeah. busy periods, which is good. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be careful. It's the other day, it was a, a campaign in the US for one of our companies, and I went, I was like. Say so, right, I just want to get this going, and I was spending about two hundred fifty dollars a day on the campaign. I'm like, sod it, I'll just go to a thousand dollars a day and see what happens. And it was, you know, it was it went up against my advice, which is increasing it by twenty percent a day at max. And Google's so desperate to spend the budget now that it doesn't even care whether it hits the row. Basically, what happened was it just gave me loads and loads of bot traffic, which is effective, not necessarily bot traffic, but used to be in Google the the um, you know those mobile games, those mobile apps where people are playing the games yeah. and they put their buttons of the adverts near the buttons that they press in the game. And so the people accidentally press the get the button all the time. And it's basically fraudulent traffic, but Google likes it. And obviously the game people like it because that's how they make the money. Uh, but for the advertiser, it's just fraud basically because it's not a click of somebody wanting to come through to the website, but they're there. And you know uh, that's the traffic I was getting for a couple of days. Google was quite happy to spend the money. So you have to... You can't raise your budget 
bigger than the data set that you've got for the thing that's working is. Because if it, if it's if that if the data set for Google says like I've got enough knowledge to know I can spend this amount of money and get this amount of money, Google's changed in that it used to allow you to raise the budget. Uh, it used to say, oh, uh, you're missing the budget. Raise your budget so we can spend more. It used to only do that when you were hitting your target ROAS or you were hitting your targets. Now. They, 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 they've kind of got rid of that rule and said, look, I can spend more money on this one. So if you've got like a target roster of three and you're only hitting a 1.2, it'll still say limited by budget. Um, and that just goes, I mean, if you if, if, just uh, kind of going off piece a little bit, but it just goes, you know, there was the antitrust things in America of Google and what came out in the trial. And, um, they were so desperate to hit their quarterly numbers that they, it's become a case of doing whatever they can't hit those quarterly numbers and you can see some of the changes in the account it just favors just favors google so you do have to be careful you do have to be careful what what you spend on google and how fast you raise your budget because they gone are the days when they they tried to <laughs> tried to make sure you hit your roas um they, they just want to take your money now so you it, it, it's that kind of world we're living in um so yeah be careful how you raise your spend um be careful what the drop by drop report says you can quickly get out of, of kilter as well um on it if you if you raise things the other thing about the drop by drop is is that it comes down to the attribution attribution doesn't it and trying to everybody always wants to find the the, the, the perfect attribution it's like i want to see who drove the customer in the first place who was the different touch points during it and then you know that maybe the wife talks to the husband and the husband comes and buys it or the vice versa and Everybody would really like to see all those journeys, but you, you can't. And no tool is going to give it to you. And even the expensive tracking tools, they try to give it to you. But you know, when you actually compare them side by side, it doesn't really make much difference to it. And therefore, what you, you come down to is, is effectively how much did I pay for a customer and, um, and, and how much value did I get from that customer. And if we monitor that overall with a drop by drop, we are at least going to know we're in the right place. And... You know, it, it used to say there was that famous business as, a, you know, I know half my avatar. John Wanamaker. Wasted. John Wanamaker. That's one of your quotes isn't yeah. it, from your presentation. Yeah. I, and, remember that. Um, it, it, I don't know which half. And I think that with. Uh, yeah, he basically said. Advertising. Yeah. Sorry. He, well, the quote was just to interrupt. Yeah. He said he said that I, I know that half of my advertising spend works, but I just don't know which half. And mm. obviously he's like. Well, you know, what do you do with that? And in, in, in his case, this was a long time ago, and he, he literally had no idea which billboard or, you know, mm. what what campaign was, was working. And, and um, you know, but he basically said, well, it doesn't matter because if I'm getting my return, I'm happy. Go for it. Mm. So we stop focusing on analysing which billboard one. I mean, he basically just went for it. Um, so, you know, that's the, obviously the analogy is that, you know, you should be spending as much as you can until you hit your lowest ROAS target you're happy with for new customers. Yeah. And obviously the drop by drop report obviously only shows new customer revenue. You know, it shows everything, it shows both, but what we're, what mm. we're interested in is, is how is the, uh, you know, the recruitment of new customers. Yeah. As a, and as and as, I think some people get freaked out by that, like saying, oh, go for the lowest ROAS you're, you, you set. But the, don't forget, you set your ROAS. You've set your target yeah. ROAS that you, you, you want to set to. 
So you you know you can put a factory safety in there if you're not exactly sure, and you can put it in. But ultimately, yeah, yeah definitely. You 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 spend like if you're set the roles, and this you say you go out and say, this is how much you want to pay for a customer for, and this is what I'm going to pay for customers for, and I'm going to go out and get as many of those at that level as possible. But you set that ROAS. You know, it's it's you see people who are in the game who are, I guess, naive kind of go and say well what roles do you want and the first question they answer is oh as high as possible and it's like well yes of course you get high as possible you can get one customer a year like it's but it's what are you going to do on volume because ultimately you need to know where the limits of the business is. if you're going to scale you might be running a lifestyle business doing a couple of million a year and you know happy with it and that's what that's what you want but like if you want to if you really want to scale something to something then you need to know effectively where the ROAS is what you can you can afford to scale and where the um, where the breakpoints are. So like you know like I know that one of the businesses I'm, I'm running at the moment, I know where the breakpoint is. Like I can only spend around about three thousand pounds a day um, before the wheels start coming off on that business. And so you know I can get to that point. That's great because you know last year I could only spend a thousand pounds a day. Now I can spend three thousand pounds a day. Um, but at that point, then it starts to kind of flutter a little bit, and I don't get the ROAS that I that I want. Mm. And so, you and go, at that well, point, we're gonna, yeah. you know, you have to change the other mass. You have to change one of the other metrics, which is which is either margin, average order value, or lifetime customer value. Yeah. yeah. As long as you've got conversion rate to a good place. And I think yeah. it's important or all of to. Those. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it comes to me, there was, as I was talking to, the, there's a guy that sells tiles you're going to be talking to this week, I think. Um, and I was looking at the margin calculator sheet. And, and the margin calculator sheet is where you put in your margin, your average order value, your lifetime customer value, what delivery is to you and to the customer and the tax in the company and those kind of stuff. And usually one of those three items, either the average, excuse me, the average order value, the uh, lifetime customer value or the margin will be the uh, will make a massive difference to the overall profit you're getting out of the business. Sometimes it's a lifetime customer value, sometimes it's the average order value, sometimes it's the um, it's the margin, and sometimes it's actually delivery. If you've got a low average order value, the delivery cost of what you're charging the customer and not charging the customer makes a massive difference because the delivery becomes a large percentage of the um, of the average order value and therefore whether you charge it or not makes a huge difference to, to the margin but if you play around with the margin calculator sheet enough as much as i have then you'll start to understand what the lever width is in that business and the, the tile business um you know the, the difference between a like they, they've got a, like a 50 percent margin let's say that, let's say 50 percent margin and um they had to recruit at uh, a 900 percent ROAS, right so, you know, which they're achieving, great, you know, doing well, 900% ROAS. But if they got their, uh, if they got margin up to 60%, they, um, uh, the ROAS that they could recruit on was 600%. So 10% reduced the ROAS that they needed for the same amount of profit. Uh, you could reduce the ROAS by 30%, even for a 10% increase in margin. So you start to see that, that, that mm. small movements even if you got to 55, it still drops it significantly compared to probably what the competition has got. So small movements in some of those metrics can actually have giant movements in, in somewhere yeah. else. And, and if you're in an industry where everyone's on the same 
same type of margin if you can make a tiny difference obviously winner takes all you know mm. you you know you only need to outrun the the man not the lion mm. you know that joke two men yeah. on the tree yeah you only have to, only you to outrun bottom. you yeah yeah you only have to outrun you you don't have to outrun the lion yeah, you know, it's so true. And also it's why it becomes like, let's say you have got a slightly smaller average order value. What you do with delivery and whether you charge the customer or not can make a big difference. And you need to understand what your assumed assumptions are about delivery. You go, oh, deliver, charging delivery massively reduces conversion rate. But how much does it reduce it by 10%? Because if you reduce if you reduce the conversion rate by ten percent, but that means that you can charge a little bit more to the customer, and that means you can reduce your ROAS by thirty percent that you need to hit, then it's still worth doing, isn't it? So mm. it's it's yeah. everything's not linear, and I'm really big into um, uh, theory of constraints, which is which a guy called Eli uh, 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 Goldratt that um, wrote the goal, the very famous book, and I was, I was watching it over the weekend. And it's all about looking at the assumptions, the assumed hidden assumptions you've got in your model. And once you find the hidden assumptions, that's when you get the breakthroughs. And uh, that's when it gets really exciting. Um, anyway, I better, I better book her off. Sounds like, you've, sounds like you've drifted drifted off the topic there. Slightly. No. Interesting, daily. though. Yeah, daily <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we'll do next. No, we'll do like we'll do weekly next time, and then we'll do monthly yeah. and see how we get on with the with the other ones because there's, there's there's quite a lot there. But I thought daily is quite it's quite an important topic because everybody's there on the coal face. A lot of people listening to this will be you know either sitting on gold mines or sitting in the shit, um, and depending on on where they are, it, you need to know what to do because yeah. ultimately there's no one there. It's you and your e-commerce site and your figures, and uh, you have to make decisions all the time. And uh, that's 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 one of the hardest things about e-commerce is it's 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 uh, it's usually usually a small team, isn't it? Usually, or, or yeah. even just yourself on your own. <laughs> so, well, you know, I know so. exactly, and there's no and there's no there's no instruction manual to tell you what to do. Unlike um, other other industries, who like you know not dis- not. Um, you know, calling this out, but accountants, solicitors, those kind of firms, you know, they've been going mm. for thousands of years. And, you know, mm. there's a sort of, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a philosophy, a method, isn't there, to run an accountancy, you know, the power the partners work, you know, yeah. how the law firms work, they have partners and all this, you know, there's a structure of it. Whereas it comes to e-com, it's such a new industry that, you know, there isn't a rule book. And really, you know, we're all the pioneers of it all. Um, yeah. And so, you know, yeah, you can, you know, and not you, well, you can, you can follow the wrong advice or you can not follow the right advice. Um, and it's difficult to navigate your way through it. I mean, and a lot I, of time we're on worst, think... we're worst energy, enemy when you're on your own, you know, it's yeah. like keeping you accountable, keeping you on, on track and, you know, like coming in and, you know, that's why I think a lot of people well, do like the numbers call with you because they just like, keeps them on track. Well, they month. do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really important. And I'll say, one, I'll finish with one little story, actually. that This weekend I was making some flat pack furniture and I was making two bedside tables, identical. And the first bedside table I made took me, like, hours. And I kept getting it wrong. Like, I literally didn't know which way to go. Like, it was one step forward, two steps back. And that's like, this is so frustrating. And then the second one I did, 
I literally did it in less than 15 minutes. It was perfect. As I only, you know, it was so obvious what needed to happen because I'd done it before that um, it was effortless. I almost did it subconsciously. And um, I just thought how complicated it appeared at first glance. And then how, but actually when I'd done it, how simple it actually was. And certain things in life, and I think e-commerce is one of them, that, you know, the, the pursuit to get to the milestone appears incredibly complicated. When you're there and you look back, it's actually all common sense mm. when you've done it. So it's then easier to then scale on top of that. And, I, and so, you know, what is it? You know, the, the, you know, the milestones of getting it to, you know, naught to 100K, bloody difficult. You're doing so much new stuff. 100K to a million, you know, is also fairly new. Million mm. to five million is pretty much the same strategy. Mm. You know, and, and then five million up to probably, you know, 15 is probably the same strategy, depending on whether or not you need to bring in, um, you know, help from a, from a fund, funding perspective to support your stock acquisition mm. but mm. you know really it's the same fundamental and it's like it's that so you just you just have to have a little bit of hope it does get easier mm. you know now you're, you're you're wading through quicksand and treacle but actually you get to those milestones and actually it becomes a mm. lot more logical yeah anyway i'll finish with that story yeah and online, online retail online retail is not going anywhere it's it, you know it, it's yeah people will make money from online retail for, for many, many, many years because that's how people things are going to be bought. There'll just be different ways of doing it over time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Cheerio. Cheers. See you next week.